0: Welcome back to Thrive. Today's episode may be one of the most jam-packed with practical tips and takeaways ever. I'm joined by my new friends, sisters, Lauren and Candace Henry, the co-founders of Aretios and top-rated university professors of leadership. This dynamic duo jointly brings over a decade of study in leadership and personal growth and 13 years of experience as leadership trainers, and they work as success and influence strategists to help aspiring leaders and young professionals lead and live more confidently than ever before. We dig deep today and drop all the hot tips from clarifying your purpose so that you wake up more motivated to creating healthy habits and sustainable routines around them. They break down their four power practices that most successful people utilize in everyday life, as well as specific strategies and practices for increased focus and better time management. And we talk about what a day in the life of two young boss company co-founders looks like and how they set themselves up for success with a daily schedule that is both productive and prioritizing rest. Stay tuned through this conversation. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And now welcome Lauren and Candace.
1: Thanks so much. We're so
0: excited to be here. Yay. Welcome to Thrive. I'm so excited that you're both here with us today. You two are, oh my gosh, the dynamic sister duo behind the incredible, I would say what, like leadership consulting company? Is that like, so Aretios is awesome. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about that, but you're also top rated university professors success and influence strategists, speakers, like you guys are literally, you do it all. You're like the definition of boss lady. So kick us off with an intro of who you both are, both inside and outside of the classroom and the company settings. Sure. So um, yeah, as you mentioned, we do a lot
2: of leadership and personal development training. Um, We do teach college courses and co-founded our company, Aretios, where we really focus on helping leaders and young professionals learn how to live well and lead well. And so we're so passionate about leadership and personal growth and we bring a many years, 13 years of experience uh, as leadership trainers and really want to help people be able to um, use this kind of training to be able to better live their life that the one that they were designed for.
0: That's awesome. So how did you guys get started doing a company together too? And what is that dynamic like? Because I feel like some people might, might be thinking, oh my gosh, absolutely sign me up to work with my sister. And there's some people that might be like, uh, no, thanks. (laughs) So, How did that get started? And what is that like together?
1: Yeah, we hear both extremes for sure, um, but for us, we absolutely love it and couldn't imagine doing it any other way. Um, growing up, we our parents are the ones who got us interested in leadership and personal growth at a really young age, and so that was a big part of our life. So we had that shared experience, and we've always been um, best friends. So it wasn't until I was finishing my master's program, actually, and I'd always wanted to do something entrepreneurial and just wasn't quite sure what that was going to look like, and and we started talking, and we're like, you know what? We both have this interest. We felt that there was a younger voice missing from mm-hmm. this conversation in leadership and personal growth. And as we were teaching our students, they were responding so well to it. And when we would look around, you know, growing up learning about this, everyone around us was decades older. And we're like, why aren't other young people learning about this? It can totally change the course of their lives. And so that's when we decided to be like, you know what, we're gonna do something about it. We're gonna create it ourselves. So that's where it all started.
2: We have a pretty good dynamic. Um, As she said, we're both very close and uh, we have really complimentary sets, actually. So it works out really well because what she likes to do, I don't love as much and what I like to do, she doesn't love as much. And so we just kind of divide and conquer. And then there There's are certain, certain things though, that we're like, all right, we have to do this together because we'll get the best possible. Yeah. Result it's better when way. we
1: put both of our heads together <laughs> on certain
2: aspects.
0: So it's really fun. We, we enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. So which of you does the predominantly
1: which thing? Like what's, what's your thing, Candace? And then what's your thing, Lauren? So I handle a lot of like the, the graphics and the visuals and all of that. Um, what, what do you say? I say
2: I do a lot of the copy and I end up doing our social media planning too. Mm-hmm. And then like
1: when we create content though, like that's always a joint process <laughs> for sure.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So talk to us about how you clarify your purpose in life. This is like jumping pretty deep, pretty quickly, but I know that this is like so much of what you teach and preach. And it really revolves around clarifying that purpose in order to stay motivated, make decisions easier. I mean, literally get up in the morning, making that an easier task too. So talk to us about what that looks like for you. And then also just kind of what you recommend that look like for other people who are sitting there about to hit a new year thinking like, oh man, quarter life or midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. What is my purpose?
1: Yeah, one of the things that we recommend that people start with is who before what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it can be really difficult for people to figure out, okay, what is my career going to be or what's the next 10 years going to look like. But if you can think about what kind of person do you want to be and define that part that first, you know, the easiest thing to do is literally make a list of characteristics and think about what kind of person do I want to be? And then start to work on that. We say, then go inside out um, and start working on the inside job of like, how do I develop those characteristics? And the more you become that person, the more you're going to clarify which next steps you need to take. Um, and because career and purpose, a lot of people mix those two up and they're very different. And if you say, okay, well, my career is my purpose. If you change careers or something happens, suddenly you're just you know lost and your identity is shaken. So if you can instead kind of focus it on the kind of person that you want to be um, as a good first place to start, that's going to really help you out and then move towards what are those talents, skills and abilities that you have and that other people see in you, because sometimes we're so close to it in ourselves that We don't see it. And people are like, wait, you do that so easily. And you're like, oh, yeah, no big deal. And they're like, I cannot do that, you know? (laughs) So it can help to get some outside perspective, too.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good and such good advice. I always told people that, too, in thinking of careers, because I did that for myself from the career or like back in college, thinking, what type of career do you want? Instead of thinking in terms of what's the one job description you're aiming for, I was thinking in terms of, okay, what are the tasks that you want to be doing in your everyday mm-hmm. life? Because yeah. you could have this title that feels so fabulous and looks great on a resume and is collecting accolades and praise from everyone and their mother. But if the everyday tasks that you're doing on your job are something that you just hate, then you're going mm-hmm. to not like your life, regardless of how yeah, wonderful true, it it is on paper. So yeah. it's like, if you can really break it down and think, okay, what is my everyday life going to look like? Just like how you said, okay, who am I going to be as a person? And what do I want that to look like? It really does have this profound butterfly effect on everything else that happens thereafter, because Mm -hmm. it's really, I think, setting you up on the right, on the right path for, okay, the end result, so to speak, or like the every day that's going to be happening as you keep growing is just going to feel so much more fulfilling and so much more in alignment with what you, with who you are and what you want to do.
1: Yes, one of the things we work with clients on is exactly what you're talking about is doing a lifestyle plan, a lifestyle design plan, because so many people pick their job and then they try and fit their lifestyle around that. And it can be a very difficult and sometimes impossible task depending on the career that you've chosen, where instead we should figure out okay, what is your life, what do you want your lifestyle to be, and then find a job that helps you live that. Well, and that helps you to make
2: decisions a lot easier. And I think that's where a lot of people get pretty paralyzed is, okay, what is my next move and how do I know what I should pick between these different options? But when you have clarity of who you're becoming and where you want to go and what you want that overall lifestyle to look like, you can easily make those choices of this fits with where I'm going and who I'm becoming and this doesn't. And then you're not stuck like, oh my gosh, I'm just overwhelmed so then I don't do anything. And that's a really common pitfall for a lot of people.
0: For sure. So once you have this sense of purpose more in check, How do you both create healthy habits,
1: good routines that really support that as you start the journey? Definitely, habits are so important. And we kind of see it as a way that you can put your success on autopilot if you build the right ones into place because they become second nature. So for us, we use what we call the four power practices. And in studying the lives of successful people, Candace and I looked at people across different industries, across time and history, and we're like, okay, what are all these people doing that's enabling them to get these incredible results? And it came down to four common things, uh, gratitude, goal setting, affirmations, and reflection. And we're like, okay, we want those results too, but there's a lot of things that we know that are good, but we either don't do them or we don't do them consistently enough to get the results.
2: Yeah. So we decided to look at those four things and say, okay, how do we implement these into our own life and also help our clients be able to do the same thing so that way we do get the consistent results that we want. So we created a simple guided journal that we work through every morning, and it's become a really integral part of our everyday routine. And it's something that literally takes like five minutes or less to do, but it gives us the right setup of the perspective that we choose for our everyday. It gives us focus on where we're going and who we're becoming. And then at the end of the day, we come back and do the last of the four power practices, which is reflection. So then we're gleaning that wisdom and lessons to be learned from our everyday experiences because we go through so many things and we have all these different encounters and we you know, have exciting things happen and maybe not so exciting things happen. And if we're not thoughtful about it, we miss out on the lessons that are hiding there that we could be using to our benefit. So it's become a vital part of our daily routine and something that is super simple to do. It's all in one place. You're not like, where's that one notebook where I'd write down on my gratitude and where's my goal list? And it's just all in one place. Very easy to do.
0: So it's called the daily. I love that. Okay. So give us a snapshot of what, it, what that practice looks like for you in terms of, because Like you said, there's so many different options out there. There's like things that are just gratitude focused, things that are just goal focused. So what makes the daily different? And since you said it's like less than five minutes, give us like the little snapshot if people want to take a moment and literally jot it down and go
1: through the practice and get a, get a feel for what it, what it is like. Yeah, absolutely. So Candace and I start every day with this. So we wake up, it's the first thing I leave by my bed and I pull it over. And the first thing we do is we write down three things we're grateful for, because studies show that you can't be stressed and grateful at the same time. And so when you start your day with that perspective, you're giving yourself that lens to look for all the good things. It's a, I get to not, I have to perspective. Then we write down our goals. Um, So we're able to focus on what it is that we're trying to achieve. And when you write your goals down, you're actually 42% more likely to achieve them. Um, So that's just a helpful thing to do. You're like, I want that benefit. So I'm going to write them down. (laughs) And it reminds you of, okay, that's what I'm weighing my decisions against. Is this going to help me make progress towards these goals or not? And when we keep it fresh every morning, it's so much easier to continue to move forward on them. And then we write down our positive affirmations. Um, So we do five goals and then five affirmations. Uh, So what kind of person achieves those goals? Uh, You can write affirmations that kind of correspond if you want um, to the goals. And then at the end of the day, there's that little spot to go back and reflect. So at night, we'll go back and read through again the goals and affirmations and then write down, you know, an idea or a lesson or maybe something we observed or a win from the day.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so when you're doing goals, are you keeping it? A goal for that specific day, or are you mixing also bigger goals for the week or for long term? How are you kind of breaking down? This is this is how we're we're hitting and setting and hitting the goals.
2: I tend to do mine for the month, so um, my five goals. I'll try and split it up between the different areas of my life, and I do a monthly. But we've had clients who clients, clients, do all different. Yeah, do a little bit of everything. So it's kind of up to you what. Um, you know, if you want that daily focus, that's a great way to do it too.
1: Yeah. And then we like the month breakdown just because every 30 days in the daily, then there's a guided reflection on your past 30 days. So then you can kind of see, okay, like you answer a few questions and you can, you know, write some notes if you want. And then you're like, okay, what am I going to do for my next 30 days? So it's a a good timing point if you want to check in and maybe reevaluate yeah I love that. So why do you think so
0: many people actually suck at breaking bad habits or creating new ones then like what is what have you found to be the key to actually creating sustainable
1: change <laughs> for the long term? So I think one of the biggest things that happens is people have deeper seated beliefs that are prohibiting them from being able to make the progress that they want. And so that's where affirmations come in. Our words are so, so powerful and our life moves in the direction of the strongest thoughts that we have. So what we can do is if we help to reinforce the positive beliefs that we want to be true about ourselves, those become the stronger thoughts that we think and then it's easier for us to act in accordance with that.
2: Yeah, someone that we had worked with had actually experienced that exact situation. So she had all of these things that she wanted to do and um, had a you know clear vision of where she wanted to go, but she had attached her identity um, to a, a challenge that she had been facing in her life. And you could just kind of see it in the way that she would talk about herself or um, really any sort of progress that she would make. It would just kind of always default back to, but I'm this, or this happened, so I can't do X, Y, Z. And she had really ended up verbalizing herself as this victim. And so for her affirmations can be a powerful thing. And I would recommend that for any of us, even if we have, you know, that passing thought of, I'm not sure I'm cut out for this, or what if I am not good enough or whatever that, um, little limiting belief might look like we can go back to affirmations and say, no, this is who i am i'm a person who finishes what they start i'm a person of integrity or i am um, someone who has great work ethic or i'm an excellent communicator whatever that is that we're trying to um, replace that limiting belief with we can go back to affirmations to as lauren said reinforce that strong positive belief that helps us move forward in the direction of the person that we're becoming
0: yeah That's so good. I think I talked about this on a past episode or, and I've heard it so many times and it's just, I think it's so powerful where, um, going off of, you said this earlier too, in terms of thinking that I get to do something instead of, I have to do something. So I I forget who originally said it, but they were talking about, okay, say you want to work out more. You want to be a runner instead of saying, Oh, I have to go on a run. Like this sucks got to, got to work out. I mean, this is, I'm sure a very prevalent thing as we head into a new year for everybody. you're thinking, ah, this stinks changing that thought to, I am a runner and almost taking on using it as an affirmation, taking it on as a piece of your identity. And it shifts something in your subconscious where now your thought isn't, oh, I have to go on a run. Now it's just, well, I am a runner. So what does a runner do? They run. Okay, well now Absolutely. I have to go on a run because I'm a runner. And it's not this negative, dreaded, horrible thing that now you feel like you have to do, but it's something that you just do because it's who you are and that's what you do. So mm-hmm. it's just such a simple shift of words, but it can have this really profound impact on how you live your everyday life because you're just making these little subconscious tweaks And you just kind of rise to the occasion. Like you just kind of do it because you're like, oh, that's, that's what I do. And you step into the role because I think we just all have the ability and the the capability to do that. If we give ourselves the opportunity to rise up and
1: do it. (laughs) So I well agree. said, Erica. And it all starts with that little like catch and switch. You got to first like catch yourself because sometimes it can be a habit that we've built to say like, oh, I always mess that up or I'm always late and catch yourself and then have something to replace it with, you know, cause it's kind of like of a way to, you know, it, you got to fill it with something else. And when you have that and you know, okay, oh, I'm, I was thinking that thought. Nope. This is who I am. Like, like you said, like I'm a runner, I'm someone who's fit. And I always, I prioritize my health things like that um mm-hmm. have those ready to replace and then over time that becomes your first response instead of that old limiting belief
0: yeah because have you also seen it on the flip side where if someone has that negative limiting belief in there it's almost like a negative self-fulfilling prophecy where if 100%. you're thinking like yeah like if you're like oh i'm a messy person like you will start noticing the messes that you create in your own life because Mm -hmm. you you just have it in your head that that's who you are and what you do so Mm -hmm. it's not going to magically fix itself like you have to take ownership of your thought right for change it so i've seen it happen both ways which is like incredibly fascinating how our brains work our words
2: have a lot of power Mm -hmm. you know i think people don't give a lot of thought to the things that they say either externally or internally and they really do create the world in which we live and so we have to be intentional with our conversation about ourselves and with other people, too, you know, it has a lot of impact.
1: And that's one of the things that's so interesting about a lot of the personal growth habits is that there are things that we're already doing. But unfortunately, a lot of people are doing them to their detriment instead of to their advantage. And so that's what we try and help people do is help them switch these things. It's not like you have a whole new to do list. It's you no, know, let's make these tweaks so that they're working for you and not against you.
0: Yes. I love that. Okay. Now I need to know what does the day in the life look like for you both at Aratios? Because I feel like I just saw on your Instagrams, you were like in Hawaii or something fabulous (laughs) doing work. So I'm going to take my job and just come with you on your next trip because
1: that's way fun. Um, And
0: I need to know like, what does it, so what does the day in the life look like
1: for, for you now? for us every day is different which is which is fun we enjoy that um but adventure is a big part of what we do so we love to travel um so many of our life lessons valuable ones that we've learned actually we've learned on our travels so we definitely prioritize making that part of um, what we do and then try to infuse that into everything that we create with Aretios Um, but every morning we we start with our daily we do um, devotions and we go and exercise we like to do a morning walk outside. Um, get some fresh air and just kind of detach from everything, come back and have breakfast and then um, get ready for the day. And then we get to work with, depending on what our projects are, um, we'll usually take like a, a midday break, mm-hmm. sometimes go to we'll the, head gym. the gym, um, and then come back for another like time block there in the afternoon to crank out some more stuff.
2: And then if we're teaching, we have, right again, this
1: goes back to like being productive. So there are
2: certain days when we're like, all right, this is lesson planning day. And then there are certain times when we have to go and teach. So we just learn how to really schedule out our time. And time blocking is a massively important thing for us. And so, you know, figuring out what little components we can fit into our day to get everything done. But yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. We,
1: we have speaking engagements here and there that you know, sprinkled in or podcasts or fun things. So every day is kinda... an adventure. It seems <laughs> Yes,
0: <laughs> for sure. Okay. So what advice would you give for people wanting to be more productive every day? Cause you mentioned time blocking, which I totally am a fan of myself. It is the best I'm coming. I'm in my workout clothes. Like <laughs> you're my it. afternoon block right now. <laughs> um, so, but what other advice would you give for people who are wanting that increase in productivity for, for themselves?
2: So one of the things that we really love to do is called the sticky note strategy. And it's very, very simple. Um, And the real cause of it is because most people can't stay focused on one task because we all think that we're being extra productive by multitasking. But in reality, what we're doing is super fast task switching. So we're just going back and forth between tasks and it doesn't actually help us do our best work. Just cuts
1: off your momentum. It's like, start, stop, start, (laughs)
2: stop. start. So our brains are like, what are you doing? I can't focus on just one thing, which it wants to. Um, So the sticky note strategy really helps us to keep track of all the different things that we have to do, because I'm sure um, you have experienced this yourself, Erica, but when you're working on a task, suddenly you'll get an idea for something else that you know you need to be working on later, or you get a really good idea and you're just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't forget this, but I'm also doing something else. And so the tendency for most of us is to want to just go and start working on that new idea but we instead keep a sticky note or a notepad. It can be you know, in your or phone, on your phone yeah. or it can be a physical sticky note where you just jot down whatever that idea is. So you don't lose the idea, but you stay in your flow state of working on whatever that task is. And then once it's time to end that activity, you have that idea in front of you. So you can still be productive, still focus on your priorities and keep all of your good ideas all in one place.
0: That's so good. And I'm so glad you mentioned contact switching too, because I think what people forget about that is like, it is scientifically proven that your brain loses the ability to, like loses momentum and loses the ability to work at, its, at the optimal level, the mm-hmm. more you switch. So it's like, every time you switch tasks, it's, I think of it as, if I'm a visual person. So I literally think of a picture of your brain full of juice and like, you're losing a little bit of brain juice every single time you switch tasks because your brain just loses. It's, it literally is draining mm. of its capability for the day. So it is, I mean, of course I'm guilty of it myself sometimes, but Same. being able to <laughs> stay in that and not just bounce every time you have a new idea is so, so important and so valuable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Especially as entrepreneurs too. I think it's important for us because, you know, we can all kind of fall into that like shiny object syndrome where it's like, oh, and then there's this really cool thing. And then I read this article and like, I'm going to try that tactic. And, you know, you're like, oh, there's so many things, but you can just stay focused on the one task at hand. It really helps you to not only, you know, turn out your best work, but I think it's also going back to what we talked about prior, it kind of builds that confidence within and becomes a reinforcement of, okay, I am a person who can finish what I start and I can do things successfully from the get-go all the way till the very end.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So sticky note strategy, um, any other favorite tips, practices, strategies, whatever for increase, like increasing your focus and really just bettering your time management too, since those are kind of like the the magic things here to increase
1: your productivity overall. Definitely. Well, one of the things that we think is so important that a lot of people miss is that prioritizing rest, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. in order to go faster, we actually have to slow down. Um, And so we try to be intentional about protecting those boundaries around the times that we work. And then the times that we take a break, Um, because then when we do take a break, it also allows us to be creative and experience other things. Sometimes we'll get ideas by doing something completely unrelated to our work. And then when we have taken a break, then we come back way more refreshed and excited to work on what it is that we need to do. And then that's where we try to use that time blocking of figuring out what those goals are. So you don't just end up doing a bunch of urgent, random things, but we'll take a goal of some project that we're working on and we'll say, okay, the next two hours, we're going to block it. No distractions. We're getting this thing done. And what you do is you end up creating that deadline for yourself that helps you to optimize your tasks and work faster. Um, There's a a law, I think it's called Parkinson's law. And it's the idea that whatever the amount of time is available for a task to be done, it will consume the whole thing. So it's like, oh, I don't have to do this for two weeks. You find yourself that it takes you the entire two weeks (laughs) even though you could have done it in a day. So the idea is if you create those little deadlines for yourselves of protected pockets of time, you can speed up your productivity because you have no distractions. And you're motivated to try and finish it by that deadline.
0: Yep. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I feel like as entrepreneurs, this is like the biggest thing ever, because I've always (laughs) found if I have an open, totally free day on my calendar, it's going to be the least productive day of the entire week for me, because Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you find all of these other random things. And like you said, it, it will take all day long to finish something that could have been done in such a shorter period of time. So I got into the habit of actually intentionally making sure that something was on my schedule for every single day of the work week so that you have these, even if they're not your self-imposed deadlines, you have literal boundaries on your calendar where you're like, all right, I got 20 minutes. What can I make happen? And you're going to mm-hmm. make something happen that otherwise would have taken the whole afternoon. So, yes.
1: so good. And that builds momentum too, because then you're like, oh, I just got this done. Feels so good to check it off. And you're like, okay, what's next? You know, yep. and then you're, you're ready to go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so
0: good. So since you mentioned prioritizing rest, can you shed some light on what, like, what kind of hours do you take and now? And is that different than when you first started the company? It definitely is. (laughs) Yeah. So we used to try and work
2: like – I don't know. It was, just, it was like all the it time. It was very stressful. <laughs> <No>, can relate. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's there's so many things, especially when you're running your own business. There's so many things that you have to do, and and there's, there's
1: always something that you could be doing right, Everyone. and
2: always someone who needs you to help with whatever. And so you know, you can feel like you're always on. And we learned that there are certain times when we do our best work, and we really try to align our most difficult or most involved tasks with those hours. So that way we're turning out our best work and we're not getting burned out in the process. But we've learned for us, like having a midway or midday midday break is 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 really valuable because you do a lot of intense thinking and focused work. And then it's like, all right, I can go decompress for about, you know, an hour or two and not think about that and kind of just let your mind kind of relax and even sometimes create new ideas in that time. But for us, once we kind of get towards the evening, we try to just shut off and not be on our phones all the time or um, on weekends too. We try to make sure that we set those boundaries so we're not letting our work creep into every day again because that's just not beneficial for anyone and we end up getting burned out in the
0: process. Yeah. Same, same. Okay. So in wrapping things up, I want to ask you something. I ask all guests on thrive and that is what does thrive mean to you and how do you both strive to thrive in your everyday life?
1: For us, thriving is what we call um, the, the best life blueprint and that's living a life of purpose influence and adventure. So we think life is best lived when you are inspired by the purpose for which you were created, um, which is why, you know, what we're talking about is so important, being able to clarify that and then learning how to uh, use the influence that you have, that way you can be a positive influence on those around you. And that's where being a a leader comes in. And then being able to embrace the adventure um, as of life and life how it was meant to be lived. So for us, that's what it looks like to thrive, purpose, influence, and adventure. I love that. So tell everyone where
0: they can find you online to connect with you more, check out Areteos, all that good stuff. Sure,
2: so we are on social media at Aratios Official. And since we talked about the daily, we also wanted to gift all of your listeners a free one-page template so they can try it out for themselves. So we'll put that over on our website, which is aretios.com and it's forward slash daily habits. That way you can try that out too. Feel free to look around on the website while you're there.